Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the first live recording of the She Speaks podcast. <laughs> so I am super excited to be here. Um, the other reason why I'm so excited, like I said earlier, this started off as a thought. So I'll give you a little bit of background about the She Speaks podcast if you're not familiar. So I started using my words as a way to heal myself when my, my family and I, we PCSed in from Ramstein to here back in 2016. So 2017, I call it a gap year because we had a lot of struggles. So if you've ever been overseas, you know, overseas life is different. It's a little more family oriented and you kind of just go with the flow. Well, when you get back to the States, sometimes you can be a little overwhelmed. So I'll give you a story. In Germany, everything's simple. You go to the uh, market, they have what you need, you buy, you don't overbuy, you, you're good to go. So we came back here for my husband's TDY and y'all, I was overwhelmed driving because it was just so much. It was so many cars, it was so many people. Going to the grocery store, I, was, I called my husband, I was like, hey, I'm not gonna be able to do this. And you know, that was that. So with that, um, we have my oldest who's 15 now. And when we got back, she was eight and our little one was three. Now mind you, my little one was three months old when we moved to Germany. So when we got here, we had some mental health challenges. Um, and I felt like I was in this dark place because I didn't feel like I had anyone. I had my mom, but you know, you never wanna overburden your mom. And I had friends, but I had friends who were going through their own thing. And I just said, God, I, I need a way to walk through this. I'm a firm believer that we're never alone, even though there are times where you feel lonely. So with that, I started writing. And you know, social media, you know, people use it for different things, but in that moment, I used it to just talk about what I was going through. And I would get responses from people who were like, girl, are you in my living room? Like I'm reading your post and you know, so it was very reassuring because even though I was in that dark space, it wasn't complete darkness. There were people who were there with me. So I'll fast forward a little bit. So it started off as that. And then I woke up one morning, because I have chronic insomnia, and I said, oh, I'm gonna do a blog. And I just put it out there and I said, I'm doing a blog. And I continued to write. And then, you know, as things go on and time progresses, I said, you know what? I wanna try a podcast. Didn't know anything about podcasting. I listened to them when I would commute to work, but that's all I knew. So I started doing research and I was like, man, well, let me just see uh, if I can do this. And one morning I woke up, hey everybody, I have a podcast. And I will tell you that the feedback that I got from that was very humbling. Um, and I thank God for it because I am a firm believer that we all have a voice and our voices are superpower. But I really didn't know the impact that I had with the podcast. So here we are. Next week will be five years. And this is my first in-person event ever. I did a lot of things virtually during COVID. 
And let me tell y'all how God speaks. And I remember sitting during COVID and I said, well, God, I have this She Speaks podcast. The behind it is for women to tell their stories so other women don't feel like they're alone. And clear as day, he said, because you have not asked anyone to be on your podcast. Now, I'm the one like, girl, if you want to be on the podcast, just let me know, right? Putting it out there. But I never said, hey, would you like to be a guest on my podcast? So during COVID, you all know we were all at home. We were just sitting there and I started to think. And I said, man, okay, you're right, Lord. Well, maybe let me reach out to some women. And that's how I came up with the Dope Soul interview. And this is what this is considered. It's when I reached out to women and said, hey, I see you, sis. Would you mind sharing your story? And I had women who were like, oh, girl, yes, I'm ready. And I had some who were like, oh, sis, I don't know if anybody want to hear me. And I still have some in the audience. You know, I'm still waiting on them. <laughs> but, you know, um, it was a blessing because women trusted me enough in my platform to get on the mic and say, hey, this is my journey. This is my story. So the, here we are. Now, I do have some of the guests who have been on the podcast in the audience. Um, when y'all network, y'all can figure out who they are. Um, but I'm excited to be here. So I feel like I've said enough. Uh, we are going to introduce our panel. So let me tell y'all how I came up with these beautiful women. It wasn't me. I'll be honest. It was God. I said, Lord, this is what I want to do. And who do you want me to have in the seat? So for those of you that know me, I'm very protective about the dope souls and the dope soul community. I will not just put anyone on here just for the sake of having someone. And clear as day, he said, he gave me three names and faces. And I said, oh, oh, this is interesting, right? Because I haven't known two of these women for a very long time. That's why I say it's always God's plan. And Danny, I've known Danny for a long time. But Danny is not a, hey, hey girl, hey, I'm gonna put all my business out here. That, she's not that type of person. So when I asked them, <laughs> they all said yes. And we have Chanel, we have Camilla, and we have Danny. So these are the three women who are going to share their stories today. And as you hear them, I pray that you are able to hear your story in their story so that you know that you're not alone, but also that you are able to be your authentic self in this space. This is a safe space. I want you to know that there's always going to be a woman clapping for you. There's always going to be someone cheering you on. And there's always going to be someone who's going to walk beside you. Time doesn't matter because we are women. We have and we are experiencing life. And these three women right here are going to give you some insight on who they are. So with that, I would like for each of you to tell us a little bit about yourself. And we'll start with Chanel. Hi, my name is Chanel Modis Moy. I am a Army vet, a mother of two. I am a contracting officer in U.S. Fish and Wildlife. 
Um, I'm also a business owner and um, my birthday in a few weeks. So I celebrate all, <laughs> I, I celebrate all month. So we waited all year for December to come. So. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Camilla Antoine. I am a personal development trainer, coach, and consultant. I say that is my personal business and brand, but I have a W-2 and a 1099, right? So uh, full-time, I work as an educator, primarily focused on social-emotional wellness and mental health. Um, I train teachers, counselors, and administrators on how to use a curriculum that supports that for students. So that is what I do. And then I also work on the side with a nonprofit organization called Nest Foundation, where we support sexual violence prevention for um, young people. And so that's what I do. I do all the things, all those things. She does all the things. I do all the things. <laughs> well, so my name is uh, Danielle, Danny Bradford. I am currently um, a active duty and lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force. I am in the Medical Service Corps. I'm a healthcare administrator by trade, um, which essentially right now my main primary focus is budgeting and manpower for um, uh, healthcare organizations and, and, and clinics. So um, I work that part. Right now I'm stationed in Defense Health Headquarters in Fall Church, Virginia, there in DC, where I help um, help them get their medical manpower together. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite a struggle for us to figure out what to do with DHA right now. So that takes a lot, of my, a lot of my time. Along with the two boys that I have, my husband and I are military to military, just like uh, Shanika and Neil, um, my husband is, uh, is manpower as well. So we're both dual military. And um, yeah, I've been doing that for 14 years. <laughs> um, I am a big sister. And I'm very passionate about um, women's empowerment through um, education and financial independence. Um, and I also, um, by chance and default of life experience, have also become um, a coach and mentor for women who are affiliated in the military um, and who have experienced IVF um, and infertility issues like I've had. And, uh, and some of the struggles that we, we face with some of the challenges for healthcare and getting access uh, for a lot of the different things that we've been able to work with. So this is not my first time speaking about it, but i um, very excited to, to be here and speak with you ladies. Thank you. So you guys kind of hit on it, but I want to dig a little deeper. So tell us like, what is your personal brand and like, who are you? I guess since I'm sitting right here, I go first. <laughs> she, she, she keeps looking at me. <laughs> um, so I this question right here stumped me all night. Um, I even had to call her because my husband was like, no, that's not what that means and so on. But then I thought about it. Um, my personal brand is be bold. Be bold enough to ask those questions that nobody else wants to ask. Be bold enough to leave a situation that you're not happy in. Be bold enough to step out on life when you're unsure of things. Um, there are a lot of times in life where I was like, this might not work out for me. But however, I went forward. If you don't understand it, at least you get the experience. You can't say you've tried something if you've never tried it. So I'm like, hey, just be bold in life. Um, and people are like, are you for sure you're going to do that? I sure am. They'll be like, well, let me know how I work out. 
Yeah, I'd be like, hey, I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> but however, it was the experience. I learned from it, and I'm able to offer that advice like, girl, don't do that. I tried that. That didn't work out too well for me. But you might have a different experience. Let me know how it worked out for you, and we can get together and we can talk about it. So my personal brand is basically just be bold. Be bold in life, you know. Stand up for those who can't speak for themselves. Speak for yourself. Speak for the kids. Advocate. Um, for whoever you can advocate for. Like um, Nick said, you never know what your experience can enlighten somebody on. Um, I've been through a lot and you literally couldn't even tell. Um, I wear it well, but it's the be bold in life that I've come to nurture and care and stand out on. All right, so personal brand. I would probably say that it's, I'm very, I'm a complex person. I think it's the Libra in me. The balance has to happen, right? So I believe in connecting. Um, I believe in bringing joy and laughter, and I believe in movement. And so if I had to say what my brand is about, I am a connector naturally. And so even though I consider myself an introvert extrovert, I know that we are not meant to do life alone. And so my brand is going to almost always involve some type of connection, working, networking. I feel like with that um, joy and laughter and fun and being, you know, being lighthearted is also part of who I am. Uh, I took a personality strengths assessment in the past and I discovered that humor, not no, no surprise, right? Humor is one of my top five because I'm a clown. Like I like to have fun. I mean business, but I do like to do it in a, in a fun and playful way. So I believe that joy um, and bringing joy is part of who I am as a personal brand. And the last is movement. Um, we talk about a lot of things, but we don't do them. And the follow through in so many of our um, vision and goals, it, it lacks. And so I believe in empowering people to move and to get things done. And so those three elements would be uh, are a huge foundation of who I am and, and what my brand is all about. So a, a lot of things happen to us in life that that define us, right? And, and some things are not of our, nothing that we chose. Sometimes it's just necessarily your birth order. For me, that's kind of the situation. Uh, as the oldest daughter, there are just certain things that come with that as a package that you're wrapped up to. Yeah. And for me, that's, you know, it's always been, I go, I've gone first. I've gone first. I've set an example. I've done uh, a lot of different things. And through that experience, I have developed my brand of representation, being that person out front and showing by example, the kind of, kind of, of woman I want to exemplify the kind of person that I want uh, that I want to see in the world mm -hmm. is who I try to bring authentically authentically show up in those spaces so people can see you can do this just like I did yeah. you could be here just like I can and I'm going and you're coming with me yeah. um, so that's kind of like my, what my brand is I would say um, and of course with humor and <laughs> um, and uh, the, but that independence because I'm, I'm that Aquarius in me is mm -hmm. like I gotta I don't, don't, don't invite, you can invite me to everything. I'm not coming to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and when I get there, you're going to love that I'm there because I'll be on. But do you want that invite though? I do. Okay. I, 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 I do. I'm not coming to everything, but I'll be, I'll be, because, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be, I'm, I'm introverted, extrovert the same way. Mm -hmm. Like I, I will go, I can talk to anybody, mm -hmm. any of you, I could talk to you. I could, in five minutes, I will understand everything about 
who you are, what it is that you need, and what what motivates you. But at the same time, I have like three people that I talk to every day, like or you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. that my close mm-hmm. kind of circle. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I'm I'm passionate about passionate about um, us being able to have our our choices on how we want our life to go, and about 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 that forward momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, to make those choices happen because there's so much that you can desire of God, but there's also a different step of what you do with what God gave you. Mm-hmm. I'm huge into the using of the talents that you've been blessed mm-hmm. with. And what are you, what did you do with what God gave you? Uh, did you just, did you put it under a bushel or did you actually use those mm-hmm. gifts? And so that's a, that's a huge part of what my, what I go, what goes into what I think about life. Thank you. So you heard their personal brands. And as we go through this, I want you to think about what is your personal brand? How do you show up? How do you want to show up? And what things are you doing to show up and to get to those spaces where you want to be? Now, you told us your personal brand, right? So we have be bold and representation. And so now what I want to know is tell us about a time in your life where you weren't sure how things were going to go and you had to use your personal brand to walk you through that. Hmm. (laughs) Do you want us to continue to go in order? Is is that helpful? It's totally up to you. I just wanted, I was checking in for you. Because I know you felt like, gosh, I got to go first all the time. I'm like, I got you. We can double dust. Sometimes you got to set the standard. Yeah, go ahead. So, as I said before, I'm an Army vet. um, And I woke up one morning and I was like, you know what? This isn't working out for me. Um, After 11 and a half years, I was like, hey, it's time for me to go home. Um, Spoke to my command. Got out the Army. Didn't have a plan. Didn't have a goal. I just knew that I wanted to raise my children. And I had two children. And um, my family... Um, being military, sometimes your family moves with you when you move. Um, and I left mine in Oklahoma, and I had this bright idea that I was moving back to Oklahoma. Um, didn't like it there when I was there the first time. Didn't know, and wasn't gonna like it there the second time either. Um, but I moved there, and didn't have a job. Didn't have nothing. Um, didn't know what I was gonna do. Applied for a job. That's the first job I applied for, and everything. Now I'm in Oklahoma. Bored out my mind. Didn't know what was going on. And I told my job, I was like, hey guys, I don't like it here. This, this, this isn't working out for me. And they were like, hey, we have a position in Alabama. Are you willing to move to Alabama? Are you willing to move me to Alabama? <laughs> and they were like, yeah. So I moved to Alabama. And I started to learn that, hey, just gotta put the pieces together. Um, couldn't believe I got out of got out the military without a plan, a goal, or anything. Because that's one thing that they preach. Hey, have a plan, have a goal. You know, I got these kids, and I'm like, Chanel, really, did you just do that? But it all worked out. That was just me being bold. Um, one of the best decisions I have ever made was saying, hey, I want to raise my children. I want to, um, I want to get up when I want to get up. Um, <laughs> I, I want to live my own life. I want to um, see different things and experience different things, um, and I didn't, I didn't have a plan when it when it came out, but it it slowly, 
hey, look at me now. That's all I can say right now. Is, <laughs> hey, look at me now. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually doing great. Um, and that was all because of that decision I made, you know, on a whim. I'm not encouraging y'all to, you know, <laughs> to make those decisions on a whim. Um, but um, it worked out for me. I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen or where it was going, but it, it actually worked out for me. I was actually scared for one moment. I was like, hey, when that first check didn't come, and I was like, <laughs> all right, Chanel, let's do this. And then I got my first paycheck from being a civilian, and I'm like, they took all these taxes? <laughs> and then I got to pay for health care, too? I was like, oh, man, I should have really thought about this. Um, but it was okay. It, it worked out. Um, I'm at peace. Yeah, it was an experience that I had to go through to to become who I am today. So I'm okay with it. That's bold. Yeah. <laughs> That's very bold. Um, so to my answer to that is um, I'm in a season where I'm in it now. And I feel like many people will tell you, don't tell your story until you're out of your storm. But I'm going to go on and share. Um, and I, you, I'm like, where's the tissue? Is there some tissue in the boxes? I'm going to try to keep it together. But no, seriously. So whew, I had a back surgery um, about eight months ago, um, about 18 months ago. I started having some medical issues that were really unexplained. Went to multiple doctors, multiple specialists, and to this day, I still don't think they really know what exactly is wrong with me. However, right now we're in a season where we're chasing symptoms and we're trying to take care of them. It, at this point, it is not life-threatening, um, life but it has certainly been life-altering. And so when you're in a season where, and when you're a person who is a planner and who is very vision focused and goal driven, when life kind of throws things at you, you're like, wait, what? Like, this is not part of the plan. This is not, I didn't, I didn't plan for this. I didn't intend for this to happen. And so I have had to, when, I, when you talk about how has my personal brand or how did your personal brand get you through, how it is getting me through because it is, it is in, the, in the present tense, um, I would say, number one, again, I told y'all it's, it's a three, kind of a trifle, right, that connection. What gets me through? Well, when I have days where I'm not, not feeling it physically, not feeling it mentally, um, I'm very connected to amazing women amazing people, my husband, um, and I'm very connected to God. I literally just audible conversations sometimes. Lord, we really, we doing this? Like the pain level is going to really do like this today? Um, it, it's, it's neurological. It also affects my spine. So it presents as autoimmune almost sometimes. And so we, we have those connections. The second joy, I do try to find things that will bring me joy because when you're dealing with something you have no control over, Woo child. <laughs> you have to really find the humor in things. I try to put myself in situations where I'm around people who are smiling and laughing so that I can pull that energy and allow for it to fill the gaps. And, um, and lastly, that mobility and forward moving. I came to a place when I was in the thick of it where I was like, Lord, do you really want me to just set this business aside? Because I was really taking an active role in building my brand. But again, when you are in 
debilitating pain, the last thing you want to do is stand in front of a group of people and speak or work one-on-one with the coach. But um, what God just really told me was like, you keep moving forward and I'll give you everything you need. You keep moving forward. So as much as I want to wear my cute shoes, I'm rocking the hokas. Okay. I match them. Uh, but this is my reality, right? I have to listen to my body. I can't deny what's happening. And so, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm still in it. I'm using what I need to get through. I don't know what it's going to look like on the other side, but I know my assignment is to move in it. And so that that's kind of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. She got me. I told y'all. And I gave y'all the real nice version. So when things are outside of control. Yeah. So, um, when, a time when I didn't know what I was going to do um, is the end of my first marriage. So um, when my first husband decided that he loved me, but he wasn't in love with me, um, um, I had, I was, I'm a box checker, right? I had education, check, marriage, check. Just put down those little Nar home over here off of 151 mm-hmm. and Petranco, mm-hmm. check. You know, and so I'm, I'm going to my boxes. I've got, you know, working. And then it was just, my marriage falls apart. And um, I I'm a military brat, so I'm used to moving. And he was in the military at the time. My first husband was in the military. And so here I am, you know, I moved, we we lost our home um, because we both got apartments and then the person that was gonna buy it fell through. So we had that situation going on, never happened before, um, that we had to deal with, short selling and all this kind of stuff. And then we moved into our own individual apartment. Some of this one little bedroom apartment now looking around thinking I got to live here forever now. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know, like, oh, uh, how am I going to, how am I going to, how am I going to work this? I had a pretty good job um, that I had, that God blessed me. And that's one thing I've always, I always got always, he looks, always looks out for me. Right. But I've always trust myself. I trust that I'm, that I'm going to, to come through for myself and you, you, um, you realize when you, you start showing up for yourself uh, and, you, and you believe in what it is that you can do because I guarantee you, you've, you have passed all the challenges that you've had today. You're sitting here because mm-hmm. you have passed all those challenges. So you continue to remind yourself that God has already brought you through um, and that part where I talked to you about being first and going first, I was never afraid to rely on myself because I've had to. Mm-hmm. Because of life experience, I've, it's had to be me. I'm like, well, it's me, I'm going. I'm doing this, figuring this out. And uh, and so when I had to got well, I got my little apartment and I was uh, working at my job, but I, that was the biggest part. Just sitting there at that desk one day with, after we left the courthouse, and I'm just thinking, like, this is it. I have to live here now. I don't know, like how, like I'm think, is this one bedroom apartment going to be? Mm-hmm. And how yeah. am I going to leverage this? How am I going to move? Uh, what is this going to look like? And uh, um, and it's we talked about that forward momentum, mm-hmm. right? And so I I remember I got a call from my mom uh, about a family friend that had visited who um, had worked in the medical service corps in the Air Force. And so she talked a little bit about the program. And so I went by there. I just filled out the little paperwork. The little guy wasn't there. So I was okay. And I just kept working. Like I, I got another promotion doing IT part of HR that I was, of the second I was working in. So I got a little bit more money. Not, <laughs> look, not enough to splurge on nothing. I couldn't get an extra room, but I had a little bit, you know, I had a little bit more walking around money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, but I was just trying to because I got left because I got left with all the bills, you know, uh, because my credit was better, so everything was in my name. So you just that that part they don't tell you about. You mm-hmm. know, you, you're still trying to recover, but how you feel, 
and it, um, I got married at 24. I wasn't emotionally ready to be married. I was mentally ready to be married, but I wasn't emotionally ready. I hadn't come into myself. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you, and we'll talk more about that, I'm sure, later on. But just coming into yourself, understanding what it is that you like, what it is that you enjoy, what it is that you want from life, aside from just those box checkings, mm -hmm. right? And so um, I knew how to make it. I knew how to check a box, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to how to how to enjoy being me and what that meant, what that looked like. And so survival for me just meant kind of moving forward. And then little by little, day by day, things just got better and better. And then when I got to a happy place, I got that call, and they were like, "Hey." Um, we want to take you to the Air Force. Can you come now? Like, we need you. We need wow. you. We got an interview with the colonel. We're ready to go. <laughs> and it was like fast. It was like October I interviewed, and then May I was gone. Wow. And um, it, it just that 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 quick. And 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 God God just turned it all around. And then for me, I was a little bit I was relieved because I was like, okay, at least look, I know they're gonna feed me. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm gonna stay. <laughs> they're gonna have to house me. They're gonna have to feed me. I'm gonna have health care. Cause that paycheck every every paycheck of health care coming out, I was like, how much? <laughs> um so uh so yes, just just that forward momentum that that um believing in in what it is that God has brought you through, mm -hmm. that he will continue to be with you, that that all things are working together in those spaces that you're in, that there's something that is for you in that moment. And, um, and that was, that's really just a time that I had no, I had no clue. Thank you. <laughs> so you see why I asked these women's because their stories are so different, but yet still on the same journey. And I love how you all have talked about your personal brand and how it got you through certain situations. So my question now, when did you find your power? Because sometimes we float through life and, you know, and you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, I'm powerful. You know, and then you get to 30, you're like, oh, wait a minute, sis. And you get to 40, you're like, oh, baby, I got real power. Can't nobody tell me. And then once, you know, they get 50 and older, eh, you don't know what you're going to get because it's a whole bunch of power. And, you know, we're doing our own thing. Like, we've lived this CS1 right back there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy over there shaking her hand like, yes, baby, 50 and older and, and uh, ginger. But the thing about it is I want to know, like, when did you find your power? Because sometimes we go through life and we think we found our power. And then we have a situation where we're like, oh, wait a minute. But then you come back and it's like, no, no, I, this is my power. This is my powerful moment. Like, when did you find your power? Because some of us may still be looking for it, right? Just based off of life circumstances. And some of us may have found it 10 years ago. Some of us found our power through COVID. So if you don't mind sharing, like, when did you find your power? And what I mean by that is when you walk in a room and you've done just that, you have walked in the room. You're not worried about what anybody else is thinking. You're not worried about if your crown is crooked. Like, you're like, hey, I'm here. This is who I am. And baby, you can take it or leave it. And I ask that because I think that is so powerful as women for us to be able to know when we found our power so we can share with other women what it looks like. It may not be the same for everyone, but some people think they're behind when really you're not. You're right where you're supposed to be. So if you don't mind 
you know, sharing your experience on when you found your power? So for me, I found my power at a young age through a crisis. Um, my husband died when I was 23. Um, I had been sheltered in life from death. My first death was my husband. Everybody else was still, you know, alive and, and kicking. And I had to grow up. I had to handle business. I had to take care of, of life. I had to take care of his affairs. And he, um, I have no problem with sharing this. He woke up one morning and said, hey, I don't want to be married no more. And the woman that I am, I'm like, okay, that's fine with me. Let's do this. Six months later, he was dead. Um, but I'm still the wife. We had been together since I was 13. I had to um, make all the arrangements. Um, I had a mother-in-law from hell. Um, and it was rough. But I turned my, my tragedy into an experience that I can share with other widows. Because I literally told myself, hey, I'll never remarry. For what? Didn't make no sense. Um, I got married last year. <laughs> um, I, got married, I got married last year. Um, wonderful guy. Um, but that's where I found my power at. It started off with me um, talking to younger widows. Um, then it was older widows. And then I'm like them. I'm an introvert, extrovert. I'm not just gonna get up there and tell it all. But then I realized sometimes telling it all helps. Mm -hmm. um, it takes that that pain away um, and so on. And then, so about 10 years, I was like, hey, this can no longer define me because now I have to move on. Even though I still love him, Hey, he was still my husband. I learned how to drive. He, my, my first child is by him and so on. But I had to move on from, hey, Chanel the widow to developing who I was. And then I was like, well, hey, who are you? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that out. But hey, let's do this. Let's try this. And weirdest thing is my husband was in the military when he died. And I woke up one morning um, about a year and a half after he died and said, hey, Mom, I'm going to join the Army. And she's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, hey, I ain't doing nothing else. You know, I got to go out and live and figure things out and so on. And she was like, are you for sure? Yep. Mm -hmm. I sure am. And that's the decision I've ever made because it taught me, it taught me life, for one. <laughs> it, it taught me a little discipline. Little. <laughs> it taught me a little discipline. <laughs> Um, it made my heart bigger. It introduced me to a different world, a different set of people. Um, it taught me that I didn't have to run home every time something was wrong. Um, it taught me to face challenges. Um, and it also taught me to get out of bed because a lot of times we run across those things that we're like, hey, I'm gonna lay in bed and mm -hmm. I'll figure this out and so on and stuff. And then I realized, hey, you can figure it out if you get out of bed. Mm -hmm. You know, get up, shower, mm -hmm. clean up. So, you know, I, I 
learned that I had that power at a young age. But then as you get older, you you hone in on it. Um, you use it you use it for good. Um, I was not always a calm one. Um, as I can say, hey, I was a widow at a young age. I was a little bitter. I was upset. I was angry with the world. I was, I ain't gonna lie, I was angry with God because those was not the plan. That was not the plan that we had. Hey, I married him. We're gonna be together forever, even though he had these, this bright idea that he didn't want to stay married, but we were gonna get back together. He just didn't know this. <laughs> sometimes, you know, we wake up and we be like, hey, I did this at a young age, you know, and I wanna go out and see the world. Okay, but come on home. Come on home when you're done, you know, and. I, I had a plan and that it didn't work out that way. Um, so I had to come up with a new plan. Um, and that's what I did. Hey, be bold. That's what I did. Came up with a new plan, figured some things out, still working here, putting a little band-aid on stuff and so on. And I remember like somebody was like, man, how do you do it? And I'm like, y'all have no idea. My life is held together by spitting duct tape. <laughs> Just wrapping it up. And, you know, hopefully that, that wound will heal or I'll figure this out or I won't figure it out. And then it'll come back to me years later like, man, you should have did that. I'm like, you right. I do a lot of talking to myself. <laughs> um, Same. And, and so on. But, you know, at a young age, I realized I, I had that power. And, um. I'm good with it now. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, I think my power has been a progression. Uh, I became a mother at 19, second year in college, uh, did not want to get married. Um, and so just l having to own that and go from being this 19 year old living your best life at HBCU to, okay, you're a mom now. Uh, was very eye-opening for me. And I think that difficult situations can really become a catalyst for change. Um, and I feel like God gave me my son to grow me up uh, a little bit. I was very mature, but I was living my best life. I mean, what you do when you're 19, right? Um, so he's like, no, 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 you know, get on assignment. And so um, I began to got, get just extremely more focused. Um, went through, finished my bachelor's, um, finished two master's degrees back to back, but I, I've always had uh, a blessing of community. I have the best family. Like my family is about like, but we, we are, I tell people all the time, we're foreign, we're from the Caribbean, we're from Central America, we, we kind of, you know, keep each other. And so from them keeping my child so I can take classes at night to just constant things to help me do this. So I'll, I'll never say like, oh, I did all these things on my own uh, because I didn't. That's just the reality. But what that responsibility taught me was that, again, you have to get focused because I did not want to. I wanted to give my son a different life. I wanted to give him opportunities that I had never had. I wanted to give him college debt free. I, I had all these things that I wanted to do. And and I'm one of those people when I say I'm going to do it, I mean it. <laughs> so that's just what I leaned into. Um, and so I think that to, I wouldn't say that I owned all my power at 19, but it was the beginning of understanding um, the difference between what you say you want and what you're willing to do to get what you want. And so I just got very I think that's when I became so driven, so focused, so um, fixated on creating a life that is something that I can sit back and, and say, 
look at look at this life that I've been able to cultivate through the help of others and, and my faith and all of those things. Um, and then moving into, I guess, the more recent experience that I feel like has added to that is the, the, the situation I mentioned before. Again, challenge cultivates change. And so I'm in a situation now where like, OK, physically, your body is just saying no. So I show up to work and I'm like, I'm just not. Right. And they're looking at me like, well, what do you mean? I'm not. And then I have to really think about, OK, Camilla, what value do you have? What value do you bring? Do you have to be here? Are there other options? And so I just started really owning that power of, wait a minute, you have done the work. You know, your resume is nicely stacked. You can tell them that you're going to find something else. And and take taking almost a bold approach like this is here said um, last December, I just resigned. I found a um, a contract job which didn't have all the benefits that obviously like a full-time position had, but I knew that I couldn't do it anymore. And I was not going to put myself in a position where I'm having difficulty just to make it through the day. And so owning the power of saying, I gotta go, like this is not working and creating that space now. And then also being, I do a lot of work on my mind to be okay with who I am now and, and the limitations that are placed on my life. So it's a progressive, a progressive, a progressive, sorry, uh, state for me. I see, I see the, I see my power in, in parts, right? So I have a professional power that you're not going to tell me nothing about what I do. <laughs> okay. I know yeah. my job. Yeah. I know my people. You're not going to, when, when I walk into my, this is what we finna do. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not afraid to make a position. Finna, that's why, that's why Texas come now. <laughs> but, but, that, but I'm not afraid to make a decision. I'm not afraid to, to move mm -hmm. out a decision. I'm not afraid to, to, to act and respond based on that environment. My personal power, the power that I have in relationships, that's different. That's right. Uh, it took me a while to grow into that power, right? So, you know, during the dynamics of, of, of how I grew up, of how uh, my first marriage ended, I, I was still in my 30s dating the wrong people uh, for a little while until I finally was like, you know, I got to a place where I was like, if it's just me, I'm good. Mm -hmm. If it's just me, I'm good. I got to the place where I enjoyed my company. I had like mm -hmm. a little, I, well, I was stationed at, I'll never forget, I was stationed at Polk, North Carolina, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I had a, I had a routine. I had the Barnes & Noble, Best Buy, Target. <laughs> <laughs> that I was, that, that would be my Saturday. Because you know what? I didn't, have to add, I didn't have to convince nobody to go with me. Yeah. I didn't have to wait till nobody was ready. I could just, boom, I do what I needed to do, watch what I wanted to watch, enjoyed my time. I finally, instead of that, because sometimes that's, Single silence can be so loud, mm -hmm. and I and 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 for women who who have experienced that, and for all of mm -hmm. the societies telling you that you need to have somebody, mm. and you got that single silence can feel so loud at those times. But like, for people who have been in relationships for uh, almost ten years, I've like been married for almost ten years now. I can tell you, and I know probably a lot of women who will also advocate for their go now. Go all the places now. <laughs> Do all the things now. Yeah. <laughs> My husband doesn't like eat mushrooms. He doesn't eat sushi. He's got to make concessions. Just do all the things now. And it's easy for me to tell you that because I got a pair of thighs next to me in bed. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's it's just a, a that, but that but that but getting to that place to where I was able to say, you know what? No matter what, me. No matter what, me. And once I was able to do that, I was able to attract a partner 
who was no matter what me. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to fix how I was doing my hair. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to fix how I dress. Oh, I show up in my sneakers. He wasn't going to say nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, I didn't have to look a certain way, smell a certain way, have my hair mm -hmm. a certain way. When I showed up, we were friends first. He valued me as a perfect person. He values my opinion. He respects what I have to say so that when we have an argument, it's more about how do we get to agreement vice who's right and who's wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's, and, 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 and I already, he knows this. I told him this all the time. If he lose his mind and he wants to leave, I boy, I talked to you about financial and financial independence and, and and I talked to you about education. I have I have exactly two children I can take care of all my own. But also at the same time, I told him, look, my first husband was black, he's white. I told him I'm going I'm going Latino next if you want to. <laughs> try me if you want. I'll be la, 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 I, I will be right in Central America. I speak Spanish. Me and Joaquin will have a good double life. <laughs> then my boys can pass anyway because they mix. They can pass in Spanish. But just to, just to, so in those different areas, it took me a while. So so don't I, I say that I say that to say don't be discouraged mm -hmm. if you have more power in one area mm -hmm. than the other. It's it, sometimes it's gonna come in different levels. Mm -hmm. You just have to give your time and yourself grace to understand and, and 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 just as long as you are are looking to be the best version of yourself. That's what I always try to mm -hmm. come. The best version of yourself, not just for for you, for what you bring to the world, for what you, for your relationships, for your for your children, um, the the better, more whole, more complete that you are, and you feel when you take your time for you, the better that you can pour into all of the things that you are so passionate about, the nonprofits that you support, the people that you want, the things that you're passionate about doing, mm -hmm. the better you can show up in those places, the more that you give to yourself. And I'm telling you just as much as I'm telling myself this, so please understand that's just that's a dual thing. But 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 that's kind of for me my power. Like I'm still growing in certain spaces um, in my in my inner child self. I still have those. Did I say that conversation right? I'm in the shower or late at night thinking about did that conversation go okay? Did I, just, did I look crazy? Did I say you know you're second guessing what you thought or what you said or what you did? So I still have those moments, and you will because you're human. Mm -hmm. But so don't think that means that you don't have your power, that you're not an assertive or wonderful person. It just means that you care. Mm -hmm. It just means that you care how you show up. Yeah. And that matters to people. Okay, sorry. Oh, man. Thank you all so much. So I enjoy listening to you and your power stories and how you show up in the situations or scenarios in your life that have gotten you here. So I'm gonna ask you to quickly tell me about your community. Because community is important. We all know that, right? Um, but the reason why I always ask this question because community looks different. And if you're building one or creating one or you're in one, I wanna know, like, what does your community look like? <laughs> community makes me smile. Um, they are a hodgepodge of people that come from all different walks of life um, who are there to support me, um, who are there to tell me, hey, Chanel, you're wrong. Or, hey, you could have been a little nicer, Chanel. Um, and I love them. I have collected them from years of, you know, being in the military, um, somebody I might talk to that just we just tend to draw we're drawn to each other 
Um, my community, I want to say, they're an amazing set of people. And I really love the ones who I can call and be like, hey, want to fly to Hawaii next week? <laughs> Let me see if I got the time off. And and we're out. Um, I And that's what I love about my community. They are upfront. They are honest. They are supportive. Um, they're my... They're my, they're my other family. You know, I spend holidays, Christmas, birthdays with them. Um, hey, we leave, we leave in a couple of days for Belize and we are so ready. Um, so yeah, my, um, my community is amazing and they're actually important because those are the ones who I needed when I'm down and out and I need to run things by and I'd be like, hey, I'm a little unsure about this and so on. And they'd be like, Man, I wouldn't do this. And I'd be like, well, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> They're like, okay, remember what I told you? Got it. And then, you know, we'll come back and they'd be like, well, how'd it work out? And I shouldn't have <laughs> I have a lot of those moments in my life. I feel like that's a theme for you. <laughs> with them. I'm, I'm, you know, they're nothing that, you know, that's bringing harm or they're lessons that I am learning. They're not really hard lessons, but they're, they're lessons that I am learning and, you know, they're, they're shaping me. So, yeah, my community is the best. So my community, I feel like I have an inner circle and an outer circle um, because I learned at a very young age. And as women, I know we could probably all say amen to you have to learn who to keep in and who needs to be on the outside. And so I do have a great inner circle, as I mentioned before. I'm very connected with my immediate family. We, we hold each other accountable. But I, I would be remiss to say um, that I don't have a, a solid group of women that are, we act as kind of energizers to each other. And um, there's a group of five of us. We call ourselves Mimosa Mafia. <laughs> yes, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Um, and so, but uh, we talk every day, every day. We're on a on a app called Marco Polo. I don't know if y'all yeah. ever had it, right? So we polo literally every day. And those four women um, and myself literally go from praying to crying to talking about who's dating who to helping a friend bury her mom um, every day there's constant conversation and what I feel like that does is it creates a space where again not feeling alone and always feeling connected and I recognize just in the nature of of how I move in different circles that that is unique to have that many professional women um, that rely on each other. And we are not all, I think I, I'm the only married one now. We've gone through a couple of divorces and get back together and all of that, but we, we support each other. And I feel like if you can have that in any, it doesn't have to look exactly like it looks for me, but just having that tie or that connection to someone that's going to cry with you, pray with you, get mad with you, be ready to bust out tires with you, <laughs> you know, all the things. Um, but we'll also stand in the gap with you. Uh, it's a powerful thing. Oh, yes, for me, my sisters and I, we all are on a boat, Marco Polo yeah. for sure. But um, over the course of the military, being able to, to move and grow and, and I call your chosen family, right? Mm -hmm. That you, you, you find people that 
that resonate with you, that, that stick with you. I mean, Nick and I have been together like for 20 something years yes. now that we've known each other and through different, different, different lives, it seems like, <laughs> um, but you find people that, that, um, that you can just be yourself with mm -hmm. and that you can, um, you can be vulnerable to and who understand you, who see you. And that's what's one of the she was she opened with, just who see you, who see what you are and see who you are. And it, and not for exploitation, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. I say that because you you know that you know when people when I, I tell Nick this all the time, there are places that I'll have to go where I'll have to be on. Mm -hmm. And I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll reluctant to show up in those spaces because I don't want to be on. I just mm -hmm. want to be able just to go sometimes. You sometimes you just want to go. If we, look, if we go. <laughs> you don't want to go and then also have to be, be. like, mm -hmm. All the time. hello. <laughs> you know, because you, you, know, you know me, if you know me, you expect a certain way. And mm -hmm. if I'm not, people are just like, what's right? Mm -hmm. Cause I don't talk with you, like. <laughs> so, but, but that and like and like just also the for me it has had to be, um, because of my personality being the oldest and independent, it's I've been in positions in my life where I've had to ask for help, and that is so new to me. That was I kicking screaming, because my biggest I have two biggest things that I don't I don't like to ask for help. And if you look like you bothered, but if you look like you're gonna sigh or something, if I ask you or something, I'll never ask you again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Like I'm not gonna bother. If I feel like I'm bothering you, you will never hear from me mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Right. Um, so I've met some wonderful people. My my really good friend Cynthia. For she has been at both my IVF transfers. I call her my my godmother of the babies. Right because. She she's the she is a, a, a fellow officer I met um, when we were at Kadena. She's just one of those people who she can come over to my house. She'll walk in and take the baby when no one was little. She'd be like, "Okay, we're gone. See you. Get some rest." You know, and just one of those people that you you know that you, that that kind of family, that kind of chosen people that you have in your life that that see you that don't that you don't have to ask for stuff because I'm not I will not ask yeah mm -hmm. so the people that see you and know you and will do will go will, will go out of ways if you if you don't text them every day they still know you love them or because they understand who you are and they mm -hmm. see you that's who who's been able and who've been valuable in my community and and who I've, I've been able to value and and that's just been it's just huge it's huge for our family thank you so for the sake of time because yes, I know I didn't want to keep you all longer than an hour. For those that are listening right now or maybe watching and for even these women in the room, if you could briefly give them a word of encouragement. I always ask my guests to do that because coming from me, it's kind of expected, right? Like, oh, she speaks. But these women that I have sitting in these seats, in all of you in this room, you're powerhouses. And when you open your mouth, people listen. So we're gonna start with Chanel, like we have all day. <laughs> if you could give a woman or whoever may be listening an encouraging word, what would it be? Keep going. Um, you don't know if your situation is gonna improve if you give up. So just keep going. Keep it brief. Thank you. <laughs> I'll pass this along because I feel like this is a vessel. God gave this to me about a month ago, like literally. And it is you have 
all you need. Most of us feel like we are missing something or if I just get this, then that. Um, you have what you need already. You have what you need to take your next step. You may not have what you need to get to the finish line, but you have what you need to take the next step. And so with that, sit with that and really evaluate what you already have, what your resources, your assets are, and then take the next step. Something that resonates with me often is, or when I feel uncomfortable in a space, it's for such a time as this. A lot of times you will be somewhere and you will not know why or who you are there for. So sometimes it's, it's, it feels uncomfortable, but everything that you need, God will, God, first of all, you have, but there is always something that you can learn, grow, or discern from a situation that mm -hmm. will be added to part of your, as part of your journey. Mm -hmm. So all, so never begrudge a space that you're in because it's carrying, there's something that you can carry mm -hmm. with you from there that you will need later. Mm -hmm on your journey that you'll be able to turn into something or be able to bless somebody with or by because you've had to go through it or see it. So I always just say that for such a time as this, I say that because right now I'm in a situation where I don't necessarily want to be. <laughs> so I'm telling myself to, <laughs> um, but, but, the, but that's what I would, I would give you that advice. If you're feeling where you're feeling like, why am I here? Why mm -hmm. did, what is this purpose for? It's for such a time as this, mm. there is something that you need where you are right now. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I'm trying to keep it together. For one, making space to be here. Um, making space to be here. Um, two, for sharing your stories. Um, giving those who are listening hope. Um, but also giving us a piece of yourself. Which is something that I don't take lightly, especially on this platform. Life has been spoken, um, encouragement has been given, and I am forever grateful for you all who sat here, um, for you all who have attended, for everyone who helped put this on. And the last thing that I want to say is Don't ever count yourself out because your story from where you started up until now, someone needs to hear that. And it doesn't have to be a big platform. It can be you writing. It can be you journaling, writing a book, using your platforms for positive or even something as simple as, hey sis, let's go get a cup of tea, right? Um, it's very important for you to embrace your story because in doing that, you're owning your power. So with that, thank you for being a part of this in-person She Speaks episode. And like always, Remember, we all have a story to tell. Someone needs to hear yours. But I'm asking you to always be love, be light, and just be. Thank you so much. Yeah.